May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. When I went to visit Israel and Palestine a few years ago, one of the places we saw was the Judean wilderness. We were reminded of the time that Jesus spent in the wilderness, his 40 days of temptation and fasting, as well, of course, of John the Baptist, who appeared in the wilderness. The wilderness in Judea was not a vast desert like I had imagined with the, uh, the odd cactus uh, or sand dunes. Rather, it was a harsh, rocky place, a bleak and inhospitable place, a place not fit for human habitation. In the Bible, though, we find that very often significant things happen in the wilderness, encounters with God, changed and transformed lives. The wilderness whilst not a nice place to be, in fact, a very hard and challenging place to be, is also the place to be to hear from God. And the wilderness is the setting for both of our readings this morning. We heard first from the prophet Isaiah, who proclaims, God is coming to earth. Comfort, O comfort my people, says God. The hard times are done, God is coming into that barren, bleak place, into the wilderness. Now, calls Isaiah, prepare a way for him. There's some beautiful imagery in this passage, words of comfort and tenderness, images of God gathering his lambs into his arms, carrying them, gently leading them. This promise of God coming to earth is not hellfire and brimstone. It is comfort and care, as well as revelation. And then in Mark, we hear that this promise from Isaiah is being fulfilled. God is finally coming. And John the Baptist is the one to prepare his way, to call the people to attention, to let them know this is happening now. So John strives to get the people ready, if they ever could be, to receive God. Imagine this, something you've been waiting for expectantly for quite some time, without knowing quite when it's going to happen, suddenly it happens, or you hear it's very much about to happen. Perhaps it's something like a visit from a friend or family member who you haven't seen for months, years maybe. Suddenly you're here, they're coming tomorrow. You flap around in excitement. You need to get ready, but what should you even do? You've been preparing for months and months and yet you're not at all ready. It's a panic. You need some direction. John provides that direction for the people. God is coming. It's happening now. They need to get ready. And he helps them to know how they can prepare. And there are two significant things that John calls the people to, to prepare for God's coming. Repentance from their sins and baptism. Repentance is about turning away from sin. 
Sin is a word that comes up twice in short succession in this passage from Mark. Now, in my experience, we're not queuing up to hear that we're all sinners. So what was it about John's message that compelled people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem to come to him? Well, I think that it was John offering them not only direction in the face of the news that God was at last coming among them, but he was also offering them a fresh start. Sin is more than just breaking God's laws and rules, more than us messing up and doing the wrong thing. Sin enslaves us. It estranges us from God and from each other. It causes breakdowns in relationships. It causes disharmony. It leads to brokenness and suffering. Sin is everything that's wrong with the world and our lives. And John here offers the people the chance to turn away from that. He offers them a fresh start, a new beginning. John also offers the people baptism. This was not a new Jewish custom, but neither was it a central one in the faith. Known as immersion, it was a ritual in the Jewish faith and linked to the idea of realigning oneself with God and God's ways. It was something that would be repeated rather than a one-off. John proclaims to the people, I have baptised with water, but he, the one to come, will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. Thus, the significance of baptism evolved and changed once Jesus came along. Baptism has been an important part of the church since the very beginning. Jesus commissioned his disciples before he went back to heaven, saying, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So the baptism we offer in the church today is more than just a symbol of personal confession and repentance as it was for John's followers. In the church today, baptism is about, first of all, recognising and accepting Jesus' promises, and what he has done for us. And we always make the sign of the cross on the one to be baptised as a reminder of Jesus' death on the cross. It's also about starting a journey of faith with God. (coughs) This is symbolised by the water, washing away what went before, starting afresh. And baptism happens just once in the church for each person at the start of their journey. And finally, baptism is about uniting all Christians. They're united in their baptism. So the newly baptized become part of the church, (coughs) part of the family of God. Today, we stand on the far side of Jesus's first coming, but still we are called to prepare ourselves to receive him in our lives and in the world. As Colin pointed out to me the other day, in the carol, Joy to the World, the Lord is Come, 
It's not the Lord has come, as in he's been and gone. It's the Lord is come. He came and he continues to be with us now. So too we need to prepare and be ready to receive Jesus in our lives today. And as always, it is sin that stands in the way of us and God. So we are called to repent, just as those people who heard John's message were called to repent. We're called to turn away from the unjust systems in our society, away from consumerism, away from the selfish ways that we all default to. Because only then can we truly welcome God into our world and into our lives. Only then can we truly be liberated from the grip of sin in the here and now that we may seek to live better lives, working for God's kingdom in the world today. As we approach Christmas, journeying through Advent, we are reminded of the amazing and wonderful news that John first shared. God is coming to earth. For us, he has arrived and continues to be with us. And like the first listeners to John's message, we too are called to prepare our lives to receive Jesus. To repent, to turn away from the slavery of sin, and to be liberated, to live as God's hands and feet in the world. And to be baptised, to be a part of the family of God, the church, to acknowledge and learn of all that Jesus has done and to walk through our lives with him by our side. Only by preparing ourselves will we truly be able to welcome Jesus into our lives this Advent and always. Amen.